Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today, we are bringing on, yes, yet another new co-host. I never run out of new co-hosts. I just, I can't help it. I'm sorry. We get out there, we network, we grow our audiences. And today, we're going to have some fun because this gentleman is not a stranger to speaking. Uh, he's actually a major contributor to Forbes. He's contributed to Huffington Post. Apparently, he turns experts into authorities, so I'm intrigued today as well. And as I hinted, he's a professional speaker, he's an MC, and he's co-founded a, a community called GTEx. So I want to get more into that as well. But also, apparently, he's kind of like an Italian stallion of the speaking industry. I'm excited to learn more about that since I live an hour north of Philadelphia, and I have a connection to that old Italian stallion Rocky movies. So... Without further ado, Simone Vincenzi, sir, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thank you for having me here. How are you doing today? So I'm doing awesome because it's currently, I never really do a 7 a.m. podcast, and you are UK time, so what was that? Um, 12, 12, 12 p.m., yeah. Yeah. And we had to reschedule like what twice, so and I, so I, <laughs> yeah, to make that happen. So thank you for your flexibility. Well, and thank you for the flexibility because I had to move it because a, a spontaneous adventure just popped up this week. So I'll be leaving in three hours to drive to about five six hours north of here to New Hampshire, uh, north of Boston and uh, the Northeast Corridor here. And uh, we're going to be tackling a long-time ski adventure that I've wanted to pull off. There's an area up there in the White Mountains called the uh, Tuckerman Ravine. And right. it's uh, you have to hike in and then hike up the, the, the snow wall. And then you get to drop in and ski back down. So uh, That sounds pretty, so, sounds pretty cool. <laughs> are, you, are you an adrenaline junkie on so what? <laughs> no. I don't know no. what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, if, if that gives you a little hint with the brand, that's why I'm always so fired up and I got fire in the logo because yeah, yeah. life is short, man. Life is short. You got to live it. You got to live it. So how are you living to the fullest, man, out in the UK? Uh, living to the fullest here in the UK, um, I got I wear multiple hats. Let's put it this C way. Clearly. Because <laughs> one of my hat is, of course, like the speaker, the business owner hat. I do more than 200 events a year. Uh, more than uh, 100 to 150 guest interviews, podcasts, radio, TV, you name it. But also, this is not only the things that I do with turning experts into authority as we, they work with GTEx. But also, I play the didgeridoo and I do beatboxing with the didgeridoo. Pretty weird for an Italian, right? And, yeah, and, and I also, love the cross-functionality there. Hey. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I always and real uh, quick for our listeners, I know what a didgeridoo is. I know right. it, it airs from, I believe, Australia is the origination of that. It's a tribal musical instrument. Um, but would you like to define that for our listeners? Absolutely. The didgeridoo is the oldest uh, instrument, is the, old, the oldest wind instrument in the history of humanity. And it was uh, originated in Australia. It comes from the Aboriginal tribes. And it was originally used as a sacred instrument because uh, for the spiritual gigs out there, uh, you will find that the sound of the, the didgeridoo has the same level of resonance as the Schumann resonance. And the Schumann resonance is the vibration that the earth, that our planet emanates. So the sound emulates the sound in hertz of our planet. That's why as a healing effect, as a soothing effect, 
But also I found it very cool because uh, I love the bit of beatboxing and I could beatbox on the didgeridoo and making this weird sound and making sound like dubstep. And uh, I found it to be that uh, there was a moment in my life where the business wasn't going well when I was starting <laughs> and I was busking on the street to get money. And not nice many, right people, yeah, not many people were seeing someone beatboxing with a didgeridoo, and uh, that's how I actually funded at the beginning my business. And I remember so, I also started my TEDx talk with the didgeridoo, which was so pretty. Cool. For our listeners, uh, the video watchers for YouTube will be able to laugh laugh with me, but I'm laughing with you, not at you. But I was like, I love the fact that you are literally talking about hustling on the street, right, making it happen with. And an aboriginally sourced Australian spiritual instrument <laughs> as an Italian living in the UK. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Talk about cross functionality across uh, ethical and uh, genealogical boundaries. <laughs> and uh, you'll appreciate this. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into more about this guy, but I have to, I have to geek a little bit about this. I have been healed by a didgeridoo. Here we go. Tell me more. Yes. Tell me about, I'm curious what happened. So talk about cross-functionality across different uh, backgrounds. Uh, there's a good buddy of mine here. He's one of my uh, body work guys. And I actually, I haven't had him work on me in a while, so I'm glad we're talking about this because he's just this big dude. And he's, you know, he's American. He's U.S. born. But he has, have you ever hear, heard of an art called Sistema? No, I haven't. So Sistema roots mm. from Russia. So here in the U.S., our special one of our special forces is obviously the Navy SEALs, right? Uh, Russians, mm. it's the uh, Spetsnaz. And the Spetsnaz are, are trained in this martial art called Sistema. So there's a obviously physical component, right? The, the martial arts side of it, the, yeah. the battling, et cetera. But then there's a healing side of it, as you just hinted. With the digi and, and so he's learned Sistema from that standpoint, and he's worked on. He's he's a big. He works with his hands. I mean, strong guy. Like he will make me cringe, and eventually all the muscle kinks from my CrossFit lifestyle will get worked out. Um, <laughs> but one time he's like, "Are you open to other forms of healing?" And I said, um, "Sure. What do we got?" And he said, "Well, let me break out my didgeridoo." And I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going too far. Yeah, yo, 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 yo. You, you just pull that out of the air like that? Like, wait a minute. You just, oh, I have a didgeridoo. Can I, can I use that on you? And I'm like, first of all, I know what a didgeridoo is because I've been to some rock concerts where those rare musicians are getting outside the comfort zone but, and rocking you know didgeridoo. What? If someone, you know, if a big dude comes to you and say, let me pull out my didgeridoo, then I'm like, hey. <laughs> Luckily, I knew what that meant. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. I really can't. I, I knew as soon as you started talking about this, I'm like, he is going to love this. Um, so long story short, yeah, um, I have, I've had my shoulder rebuilt twice from my lifestyle. And, and uh, through years of compensating and kind of like protecting that shoulder, um, I've, under, I've overdeveloped and underdeveloped my scapular alignment in my back. So mm. he's found, he's like, listen, he's like, the as you hinted at the hertz from the didgeridoo he's like the frequency that you emit from that he can actually adjust the frequency on how you play that and yep. he, he he hinted that yeah i mean that's why like nowadays i've gotten much more into spirituality and i love the fact you take about talk, talk about this because there's i i do things like this morning before i got on with you i went and made a tea and i walk outside and i stand in the grass for at least minimum five minutes. And that's something called earthing or grounding yep. 
because yep. we're not as connected to the earth, the frequencies that we were created from. So it's interesting you talk about the hertz and the frequencies as a didgeridoo, because anyway, he blew that into my back uh, to just aid in another way of healing, right? He can only go so deep with his hands. He's talking about literally the sound waves emitting into yeah. the tissue. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very, it's a very powerful instrument in a healing way. I've never explored uh, uh, deeply that side because I was more interested into the sound. I, so I wouldn't uh, know what to do uh, in a healing way, but uh, I know that there are great people that know how, where to hit the right sound and what kind of sound, what frequency creates, what kind of frequency creates the desire that results they want. Mm. Um, so uh, it's a really fascinating. It's, it's totally fascinating because I mean, again, we we geek out on this show about you know bouncing health, business, lifestyle, right? So clearly, yeah. we're getting into some really weird sections of health here. Yeah, but also <laughs> as a player, I is very healing as a player because if you think about the didgeridoo, uh, and actually I have one just here with me. Uh, I have about five in my living room. And <laughs> let me just, let's be real; they're not all like six foot long, right? I mean, most of the time no. to get those big, big sound waves, you have to have the big, tall ones, right? Yeah, I have so I have uh, four small ones and the one uh, which is uh, six and a half feet. So I have um, I have both, and I have actually if you if you I see, see you got some this drums one, back there, like yeah, I got, I got some drums. A, uh, what's that twisty thing up there? Uh, which one above it? Uh, the next shelf up above the drums, yeah. That one that's uh, a didgeridoo, that little one that's a spiral didgeridoo, looks like a flute, yeah. Huh. I know. Well, okay. Uh -huh. Beside that, there is a flute. Okay, and then the twisty the spiral thing, one. The spiral one is that's a didgeridoo. A spiral didgeridoo is like a portable didgeridoo. Okay, so they figured out a way to obviously create, you know, wrap it into a spiral because mm -hmm. obviously it's a little hard to travel around with a five, six foot long didgeridoo. Yeah, you, you kill people. <laughs> you you kill people. I mean, imagine London. It's quite busy as a city, right? Yeah. So I was there walking around London with the, the six foot didgeridoo long didgeridoo and i was like literally knocking people <laughs> knocking their people's head while, while i was walking. have you ever seen the movie uh or read the books uh lord of the rings yeah yeah, yeah the movie yeah exactly you're like uh uh gandalf the uh the wizard with his staff like you just start okay, whacking, kind of, well, yeah. just start whacking yeah. people uh, absolutely i was like you cannot pass <laughs> <laughs> We just can't make this up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but so does the sounds emit the same in a spiralized didgeridoo as, as a uh, long? It's, a, it's, a, it's much, it's a, it's a bit like, if I can say, a spiral one, it's a bit crap in terms okay. of sound. Uh, they, um, because just the sound, the air and the blow gets different, uh, different. I figured, I figured like, I figured right. the air would pass differently or maybe harder yeah. through a spiralized one versus just that nice continuous long shaft. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but you can uh, make it play. You can compensate uh, with your skills and abilities um, because uh, the way you play it can make a sound is like the same. If you have a guitar, you can have the best guitar in the world or you can have an average guitar. Mm. If you're a great guitar player, you're able to make an average guitar sound like an awesome guitar. So it's, it's about your skills as well. And then you can compensate with the instrument. And also it's, it's much easier to carry around <laughs> yeah. than the other. I mean, it, the same thing goes. I love the fact you, you just hit on a really powerful uh, message here. I want to make sure we, we didn't skip over it was, you know, with the right musician or the right operator, 
and with the right amount of practice, right, enough repetitions, you can get better and figure it out. It's the same thing goes like, obviously, I'm leaving for a big, you know, backcountry ski trip adventure, right? And then, but I, I mountain bike and I skydive. I do all kinds of crazy stuff, but everything gets a little bit easier the more you do it. So a lot of people are afraid to try new things. And like me, I'm getting into more public speaking the past two years. Um, mm-hmm. I went from like doing one event one year to doing like four last year. And then we'll see what happens this year. Mm-hmm. But you clearly are doing way, way more uh, speaking events than I do. So uh, what do you say about that when it comes to you know putting in those repetitions and I guess making it easier? Well, absolutely. Is a... Uh... I remember when I started public speaking, for example, I was an average speaker. I wasn't that entertaining. People could barely understand my accent. Because, you were using uh, a didgeridoo on stage? <laughs> no, yeah, because I, I hadn't learned yet. But now all my talks, I open all my talks with a didgeridoo. Oh, I got like that's a awesome. Um, in fact, right, I'm, I'm, I'm known in, in the UK as the Italian stallion uh, with a didgeridoo. You got to rebrand that. Like movie, but it's not. Uh, uh, and <laughs> so uh, this is, uh, uh, the, I o- always open my, 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 my speaking gigs with that. And that's how I opened also my TEDx talk. Uh, uh, I go on stage with, with the didgeridoo. You did the didgeridoo in the TEDx? Of course. I knew I was traveling all this week and I wanted to get a chance to go and watch one of your TEDx's because uh, I usually have all the videos up online and yeah. I didn't get a chance to. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe you actually did that because I've been approached about doing a TEDx and I just, I haven't made the time for it. That's probably me. Um, we have a local chapter right here. Yeah. So um, that's go pretty for funny, it, man. man. <laughs> go for it. It's a, it's a brilliant experience. Um, I tell you, it was nerve wracking because even when I did my TEDx, I already had more, I already did probably more than 400 events mm. before I did my TEDx. And uh, it was the most nerve-wracking experience ever. I don't know, because for me, it was a big milestone as a speaker, you know, going TEDx is a kind of a big deal. Um, even though it's a 20 minutes talk, I'm used to do three, four day seminar. Mm. And uh, 20 minutes, I was freaking out. And I remember I didn't have my talk ready up until the day before. Uh, Ooh, and, I'd like uh, to call that professional procrastination. Exactly. I, I, I had something me. I was getting keeping myself busy with all the other things that I know they were really important. And of course, they were so important uh, and so important that I didn't create a time for practicing the TEDx. You know, and, let's and pause I remember, on that. Uh, just for a second. I remember it was my wife and they were in the hotel room uh, the night before. And the day before I had the, the TEDx, so we're in our hotel room with my wife. And my wife said, like, do you realize that you don't have a talk prepared for tomorrow? <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> thank so you working. for pointing that out. <laughs> thank you for reminding yeah, me. I, I know totally, that. Did, totally didn't realize that at all. Yeah. <laughs> and then so we spent literally the next six hours uh, rehearsing the talk together. And uh, but that's. I, I really don't know what happened there, but I, I, I smashed it. So you it talk well. about, see, clearly you smashed it, right? So you talk about spirituality and yeah. you talk about it. We're, we were just talking about energy and hurts and aligning with the earth and everything else. And I used to look down on myself when I would procrastinate years ago. And then obviously through years of personal and professional development, I don't really give a flying whatever. <laughs> so, but I've found that depending on the situation, sometimes 
is it really procrastination or have you just not reached that point of inspiration to make it happen? And I know some people are going to disagree with this because I'm not saying start procrastinating and then see what happens in the last five minutes, but I have found that some of my best project launches were 24, 48 hours beforehand. Like I thought about it and there was ideas in my head, but I mean, I'm sure you probably didn't go in completely cold turkey. You probably had a few different themes and ideas yeah. in your head. Yeah, yeah. Let's be real, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the, I already the structure of the talk, but um, as a as a speaker, as a professional, you, I am a big believer of being prepared. Hmm. So it's not like me not to go on a speaking gig, not having rehearsed, not having prepared. It's not about having a script and sticking to the script and. Is about knowing upfront what you're going to say because that's the difference between an amateur speaker and a professional speaker. An amateur speaker is a speaker that has a message to share, and because it is used to share that message, he rocks up and uh, somehow is pulls something out. <laughs> and sometimes the audience doesn't even realize that uh, is great. But a professional speaker, if you see the top speakers in the world, the people that uh, let you that you are hanging on every single word they say this is an art this is a science you're putting together communication patterns that rarely come up on the spot hmm. or they will come up by you developing and rehearsing this talk and delivering this talk multiple times brilliant example is um i don't know if you're familiar with les brown oh yeah okay les brown i've huge. had him on the show that's brilliant. So yeah. Les Brown, huge speaker. I was blessed to do an event with him when he came to London and that was the MC of the event with a thousand people. It was brilliant. Wow. I've been listening. I've been listening to Les Brown since I was 22. And uh, for meeting him in person, it was just like the, the, the moment, like the moment come, come to life. And uh, his story, about uh, I'm hungry. You know when he tells the story about the DJ when he was a DJ and says I'm hungry. If you listen to every single clip that he does, it's always the same story. Mm. But it's uh, delivered so masterfully that it doesn't matter how many times you listen to that story. You want to listen to it again and again and again and again, and every time sounds new, even if the words are exactly the same. That's a very and good that's point. Makes a professional speaker. Yeah, I, I I just came back from an event and I just literally arrived back from Syracuse, New York last night. So it was about it's about a three hour drive back. And two days before that, I was in the city of Rochester and and the event that I was attending, they had a motivational speaker there and an author, and he did a great job. And to your point, the content I knew all, almost all of his content just it just presented it in a different way. Um, mm -hmm. I think to your point, the art is not just the words that are coming out of your mouth. It is the engagement. It's how you transition. It's how you yeah. move through the audience. And you're right. It's, you can't, you can't just show up and do that. You can be captivating, but not like deep, deep captivating, like, like Tony Robbins. And it's funny. Cause actually I'm going to correct myself. I've not had Les Brown on the show, but because I literally had to double check my site. I had, uh, from your country, uh, Chris Perez Brown, you know him? Yeah, he's been on the show. I heard Brown and I just said yes. And the reason why, because I'm about, I've never seen Les Brown live, but right. in 
don't know what date is. Anyway, in a few weeks, I'll be in the city of Philadelphia. Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Gary Vaynerchuk, and like a couple other speakers all at a big event that I'm attending. So I'll be... Wow. I'll be getting a live taste of Les Brown with Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk. Like, I've never this seen that. Ins- you know, this is insane. Yeah. This is that, such a great event. How do you combine um, those personalities? Because <laughs> each of those guys are usually solo, yeah. right? They're usually more of a solo artist. I've never seen those types of personalities combined. They are stars. They yeah. are the star of the show. So it's almost like, I don't know if you are much into into NBA, mm. right? Um, I'm, I play basketball and I play some ball. Uh, I, I, and uh, I love playing basketball. I play in a professional league here in the UK and uh-huh. in fourth division. And something that uh, I, f- I follow NBA, I love NBA. And there is something about um, a team, which is uh, the Oklahoma City Thunders. Hmm. And the o- Oklahoma City Thunders, they have. Uh, great stars in the team they have uh, russell Bres- westbrook they have uh, paul george and they have carmelo anthony yep. now before kevin duran was uh, also playing for that team before paul george and carmelo anthony joined the team and before kevin duran then moved to golden state okay. and there was a big clash between uh, kevin duran and russell westbrook oh, why yeah. because they were both stars yeah. <laughs> and also now there are clashes between uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George and Camilo Anthony because they are three superstars. So that's why uh, superstars, they want to be seen. They, they are there because uh, they're, they crave that attention from the media. That's what makes them great mm. is uh, this journey of greatness. And uh, as a superstar, and I can feel that because uh, I have the same personality, I don't want to share my, my the stage with someone. I don't want to share my lies. I don't want to share the glory with someone else. The glory is on me. That's naturally how I am as a personality. Then I kept I keep my ego in check and I say, okay, that's all crap. Like you can't share. <laughs> you know, I look at that as an opportunity of growth, right? You see these guys, and a lot of people think, wow, I agree with you. These guys are already superstars. You know, we again, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about some big names: Tony Robbins, right? Les Brown, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk's not necessarily—I don't consider him the. He he gets very passionate. I don't consider him a motivational speaker. Really, he's a different kind of motivation. He's the crazy out there, obsessed with online marketing, like more business focused guy. Yeah. Whereas I feel. Tony does a much better job tapping into the spirituality piece and, and a lot more into your deep, deep passion and, le- and less, you know how would you say, how would you, how would you position less? You know what? This is the difference. And I, I was, um, I had the pleasure and the honor to work with all of them. Uh, all I right. did a, um, I am seeing an event. It was a preview for Tony Robbins, Unleash the power within, yeah. uh, I'm seeing the event with Les Brown and I organized, uh, uh, the background, the back end of an event with Gary Vaynerchuk with 500 people here in the UK. Mm. And so I, I, I know them very well and I follow them massively because they are a huge inspiration for me. So Les Brown uh, is the Polish speaker. You see Les Brown doesn't create the rah-rah in the audience that Tony Robbins create. Les Brown is powerful through his voice, through his stories, and is so masterful as a storyteller that people just listen to him. They can listen to him for hours and hours and hours, even without moving. I completely agree with you on that. Right? That's Les Brown. So Les Brown is more the Polish speaker. Tony Robbins is also man creating experiences for the audience. 
If you see Tony Robbins event, I've been to Unleash the Power Within from Tony Robbins and he's a party. <laughs> he creates a party atmosphere and then you learn while you're having a party. He is a master at that. And all his style is about creating engagement with the audience, create, getting the audience to experience his content. On top of that, he's also a master storyteller. Mm. But he got famous for edutainment. So this education and entertainment at the same time. And then you have Gary V, which Gary V, as you said, uh, he's, just, he's literally all over the place. He's out there. He's not a police <laughs> speaker. And it uh, doesn't, he's, he's great at thinking on his feet and give, and he always has a question to every, to, he's always have an answer to any question that the audience has. In fact, Gary V positioned himself as a Q&A type of speaker. Yes, so, well, great clarification. He, he always says it, uh, when, uh, when you book me, you don't expect, I will have my presentation prepared, I will tell my story, but then where I really come alive is in the Q&A. So that's a big lesson for everyone because as a speaker, you need to find where is your sweet spot. What is the thing that makes you unique? So for example, for me, I love facilitating experiences. Mm. I don't like to talk long time. I don't like to tell stories. Uh, I can do it. I'm trained to do it. I can rehearse it. But what I love is to create experiences for the audience, is to create games, is to create activities to get them to get the learning in that way. Because I believe that by experiencing it, you get more. But that's my belief. And that's what I love as, as an audience member. So that's why I speak in that way. And I would agree with you on that. There's only... I, I love the balance of the motivation, the inspiration. Actually, I look more for more. It's funny. When I started my development years ago, I focused so much on motivational content. I was like, I was talking about this last night. I was on a podcast with some people from Colorado. Right. And I was like, Lily, live, live the fuel started with me. Just, I needed an outlet to post my, my inspirations and my motivations. And I was just posting quotes. I was just posting quotes online. And then it, it grew a lot since then. Um, but that's, that's some of the mission behind the brand. But the point here is that I love motivation, but I love inspiration more because the, I think the inspiration is what takes you over the longer curve versus the motivation. Motivations, I feel, my experience is more short-term, right? Like, great, I need that flash in a pan motivation right here, right now. The inspiration is what keeps you going. Absolutely. And then, I love events that are more interactive, right? Getting in there. I'm not saying you got to be Tony and you got to jump off the stage and run into the audience and get on there, but maybe that's your style. Um, and I love the fact we're segueing on this because I wanted to rock a little screen sharing because you also have run some of your own events. And ladies and gentlemen, I mean, his site again is gtex, gtex.org.uk. But I was digging into some of your about. And obviously there's more this about you, but then there's obviously the about GTEx. So mm -hmm. a lot of your events that you've been involved with, you, you don't just dig into business strategy, sales, marketing, but right there, you got confidence, self-esteem. I'm a huge, huge uh, supporter and teach people about yeah. networking and communication. But then again, public speaking, duh, that's what we're talking about. But then right there, health, well-being, spiritual growth. I mean, that's a interesting lineup of content. Uh, is that what you've always spoke about or did you end up growing and expanding that as your experience grew? That's a very good point. Uh, I actually went the other way around. Oh, I started general and I went niche. So right now 
all I'm talking about is uh, business strategy, sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm, and public speaking. That's all I'm talking about. These are the things that I'm talking about at the moment. Uh, however, because we have more than uh, 400 members in our community, and they're all here in London, they are all professional speakers, and we train them in running their own seminars, in uh, becoming experts, and becoming authority in their field, then uh, we expanded our events because we get people to our members to speak at our events. For example, on Monday, we have an event where four of our members are going to speak there. And uh, this is an opportunity for them to get on stage, to get known to, to a new audience, to practice and rehearse the skill. And we pay for the venue. We help out with the marketing. We don't do the full marketing for them because uh, it's a learning experience for them on how do you run an event? I agree with that. How do you, yeah. and, and it's really important. Now, with all our members, there are people that have never run an event before. And there are people there, speakers that are running an event every week or they have a speaking engagement every week. So we have literally a very broad spectrum. Uh, but this is why now we have expanded our range of events because uh, our members are covering the topics where I'm not an expert in. Because I can say having knowledge and being an expert is different. Mm. Having general knowledge and being an expert is very, very different. And that's, I think, where this industry is a bit going wrong. Because there are a lot of people that say, oh, you know, as long as you know more than the person next to you, you are an expert. And I don't think that's true. I think that's a bunch of crap. Uh, thank you. Because I, I, let's be real. If you just think of a random topic that you actually are pretty knowledgeable on, yeah, you probably do know about... I think one of the quotes I've heard is, we all know at least 60% more about something than on, on a topic than somebody else. That does not make you an expert. And I actually feel, I want to hear your opinion on this, because this is feeding exactly what you're hitting on. I can't get the word out of my head. The key word here is wisdom. And I, mm -hmm. fe I feel that if, if you've reached that upper echelon, this isn't just about talking and passing knowledge, but it's, it's, it's actually, it is about the passing knowledge piece. I think true wisdom from some of my coaches is, are you taking the position to pass that said knowledge on? And I think that's what moves you into that level of a, more of an expert or a wiser expert field. What do you think about that? I completely agree with you. hundred percent. It is about uh, walking your talk. It's not just about knowing knowledge is easy to acquire. You read a book, you listen to a podcast, you got knowledge. Great. You, you read one more book than the person next to you. Great. You have more knowledge. But is your life a mirror of your message? Hmm. That's where true expertise comes in. Are you using that expertise day in and day out that no matter what happens, that no matter what happens, then you will be able – no one will have a, a – will have a second thought or a second guess about are you an expert are you walking your talk and this is the thing this is the key so once you're able to every single day every single day every single day prove that you're walking your talk and when someone says show me the results that you have with your clients show me your results show me where you've been featured show me show me who else is talking about you that's where real expertise happens and that's when you can become an authority in your field because uh, no one can say, no, you're just a person of chit chat. I love this where you're at right now because I have to ask, 
this is not a Q&A format show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just like, he's hitting me stuff and I'm hitting him back because uh, you go for I, it, man. I got stuff in my head right now. And I'm like, I got to ask you, what is your opinion on the quote? And I've used it once in a while in the right context, but you fake it till you make it. What do you got? I think, yeah, uh, I think there is a, we had a, we had a good debate myself uh, uh, on this quote. I think that there is a, a time and a space for it. Yes. Time and a place for it. Because there are moments where you have to fake it because you might have a great opportunity and you know you can deliver against that opportunity, but maybe your background or your current knowledge doesn't back you up. Mm. And that's the thing. As long as you are confident and you will do whatever you can to fulfill that promise, absolutely. But when you start lying, that's the problem. There's the healthy line you cannot pass. I agree. It's like, listen, I think that's really something that you, powerful you hit on here right now is that in the beginning, because not everybody's putting in the reps like you have, right, to reach that level of speaking. And to quick rewind back to your point, I love how powerful you've gotten this. I love the key word here is community, right? That's that's the big part of the GTEx brand that, from my yeah. reviewing is that, yeah, you've done a lot of stage work. And you've done a lot of speaking and you're connected with all these speakers, but it's like, okay, well, you just keep doing your own thing or you build the support community and then you start helping your people, your community level up. You help run the event and you help get them on stage because that is the true representation of the wisdom you're passing on. It's like, okay, yeah, I teach people, I coach people, we have a community, but like, but what are you doing to help them besides just coach them or get them to be better speakers or whatever it may be? Like, oh, there's a, there's another level. I'm helping them launch events and then go and do their own speaking on stage. That's awesome. I love that. Absolutely. Then we film the event uh, or they get their footage to get their pictures from the event. Uh, so then they can use it to leverage other speaking opportunities because knowledge is important. I believe the knowledge is important, but implementation is what makes the difference. So every time I create something and every time I want to teach something, I always ask myself, what can I do to actually get them to do it? And of course, depending from the level where you're at, if you've been around for a while, the end result will be awesome. Mm. If you are just starting out, it will be a learning experience for you. And that's fine. But as long as you're aware and you're upfront with, and I'm upfront with them, it's like if you're at the beginning, this will be a great learning experience, but you will get it done and it will be useful for the next time. You might even make no money from it. <laughs> but then you've been around for a while. You already have a nice following. You put this in place. Boom. We have a, one of our guys came from a three-day event that we run. He made more than 12,000 pounds in, in the next two days coming from there. Because you already had translation class. on that? US. Uh, about $15,000. Okay. I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the fact is that he was around for a while. He already had a following. So just by changing something in his business, one small thing, launching a new product, you already have people that were following him. Now, we had another guy that came from the same event and he had 14 clients immediately after, but selling them on a seven pound program, a $7 program. Mm. Right? Why? Because he was starting out. He couldn't put the margin so up because he didn't have the trust and the following the relation for people to be able to invest that kind of money with him. But for him, it was a huge win because he said, for the first time, I actually sold something. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's and for some people becomes a, a good reality check to say, hey, your audience doesn't care about you. <laughs> it means that you need to do something different. Yeah. And I cannot do anything about that. So the, the model works, but then you gotta put the work in. So I'm always looking at ways of how can what can I do to help our members to make sure that actually they get the exposure that they need, they build the client base that they need, they build the funnels that they need or whatever their business process is because that's how I think I can support them the best. Well, I love the fact that you're doing that because part of that fake it to your make it is, it, it, like we talked about it, right? It, there is some validity in the right context. And it also, it's important to, I'm hearing you're meeting your community where they are at, right? Like where they're at in the timeline because we're all at a different place on a timeline. Um, I've been podcasting for a year and a half. I've, I just recently coached a couple of people in podcasting. I never wanted to coach people in podcasting, but I know a little bit more than they do. I do not brand myself as a podcast guru, right? But they like my style. They like my show. They want to know how I'm doing it. So the point is, is that I'm not out there trying to say, hey, I'm now the, the latest and greatest top of the line podcast coach. I could. I have no problem talking. <laughs> I've done public speaking. I have my own podcast show and I've been... I'm a trainer and I've been doing sales and marketing for years. So the reason why I'm going with this is I want to hit on what you were hinting on. It was besides faking it to your make it, it's also meeting people where they're at and the people mm -hmm. that are in that community. It's like, yeah, great. That one dude rocked a serious purse of, of cash flow for his more advanced program. Whereas the other individuals like, okay, dude, you're, you're at level one or level two price that accordingly, because there's going to be people in that audience that don't want the bigger price tag, right? They, Hey, I'm, that's what I'm looking for. So it's meeting people where they're at. You have a different target audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is And that's the thing. Uh, when you are starting out, you need to understand that uh, this, you are in, uh, in this business uh, for a long, it's a long-term game. It's not a short sprint. It's a marathon. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you burn your bridges too soon, by overpricing your service when you don't have a following or by um, not uh, by talking a game that you know you're not playing. Hmm. People see through that. And right now people are doing more and more due diligence because there are more and more experts coming out. So they have more choices. And so people are doing more and more due diligence before buying from you. They will check your videos. They will check your podcast. They will check your interviews. That's why being out there and having other people talking about you is crucial. It's an important part. It's a crucial part because now you not only say that you are great, but you have other people interviewing you on their show or um, featuring on their, on their magazines, on their publications, on their blogs. And if you're starting out, great, accept every single opportunity. Personally, I'm still accepting every single opportunity. That's why I have so many events. Hmm. And people are saying, well, are you crazy? Why are you still speaking in front of audiences of two, three people? Why not? <laughs> why not? You're still I, putting in the reps. I'm still, I'm still putting in the reps. And uh, in particular, I know that uh, with, with these two, three people, one will buy. Mm -hmm. So I... I'm wait, always wait, wait getting... Are you saying that we don't need to close the deal with every single person? <laughs> um, uh, that's a very good point. No, I believe that uh, you need to close the deal with every single person. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. 
actually. That's what you should because, go in uh, at, right? The motivation. Yeah, you okay. should. I mean, you're running a business. So it's not just about inspiring people, but it's about making sales at the same time. Yeah. Otherwise, your business doesn't run. There are so many people that I know that uh, on they have great audiences, but they're making pennies or they're putting together a lot of content, but they're not making enough money because uh, they're actually not putting the same effort that they put in content creation or in inspiration and motivation for their audience in the, in the sales part. So mm -hmm. I think that both are important. Now, when you have a, when you, you have a, in a, this, this balance, when this balance is wrong, then uh, you have a problem because, or you put out too much content or you help too much. And then you end up being the one resenting it mm -hmm. or the, the opposite happens. You just focus on selling and you don't focus on building the relationship or building your profile. And then what happens, the audience will say, this guy's a douchebag. <laughs> so, that, so you will find, you'll find both things happening. And that's why I think there is a balance between building the relationship, but also making sure that you're focusing on closing the sales in the relationship that you build. But because you build the relationship up front, when people say no, they will, not, they will say no, not with a bad taste in their mouth. Right? They like will always point. rave about you, even if they don't buy from you. They will recommend you from, to someone else. And I have plenty of these scenarios in my business. So well, I, I, like to, I like to bring back an old sales tip. And this applies to life in general, ladies and gentlemen. You could technically apply this to romance if you really had to. Just don't take this the wrong way. But <laughs> what I'm going to say here is uh, no just means not right now. Now, be very careful that in the romantic market. It does not, <laughs> that does, that does not become you. No, no stalking. No stalking. Uh, <laughs> I have to clarify that. Um, but in the sales and marketing process, uh, did you might not have met that person right where they're at on their timeline. You might need to learn more about them. Um, it, here's marketing tips, right? You might need to get them at least on your email list and they got to see a little bit more of your content. Maybe that one speak, one speech, that one presentation wasn't enough for them yet. And they might become your customer you know, a month, six months, a year from now. So I don't look at a lost sale as mm -hmm. a, as a failure. I look at it as an opportunity to grow that relationship better uh, or, or at least pass them on to the right person that they're aligning with, because that's a win-win too. Exactly. And getting feedback on your sales process, mm -hmm. because uh, the knowing might mean that maybe something is missing for them to say yes, by understanding what's missing for them to say yes, then, uh, you can improve your sales strategy. You can improve your products. You can improve your services to get them to say yes easier. So, for example, yesterday was an, was an event, and I, I always get clients from event. Always. Like, I'm a machine, and I know what I'm doing. I've, I've been doing this for many years. So, I, I know what makes people tick and what makes people buy from me. Yesterday, I did a new event, and I tested something new. I tested a new product. I tested a new service a new way of selling it. It bombed completely. First event in about three years, I made no sales, zero. I was feeling bad at the end because I was like, oh man, I made no sales, all this effort. But at the same time, I knew it was a test. I knew that it could work or not work. Hmm. I knew that there were so many new metrics that it could happen that it was, if it was going to work, I would be very happy. But if it wasn't working, I was prepared for it. So 
as well, when you're selling, I think that understanding and reviewing the process every single time to make it better, and that's something I'm obsessed about. Uh, I'm great at conversions. I'm always looking for what kind of numbers can I improve in the conversions because I believe that with marketing, marketing can be very expensive. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right? And, me, I'm uh, a consultant in that profession. Believe me. <laughs> thank I, you. I have so, some clients who want to spend the dough and other clients are like, well, sticker shock. So, Exactly. And uh, I do a lot of webinars and I do a lot of seminars. Now, in London, I'll give you some metrics here. If you're running a free event, an average you have about a 10% show up rate because uh, there are so the game. Yeah. I mean, if you means that you want to have 10 people in a room, you need to have a hundred registrations, right? That's the metrics in London. And uh, I'm able to get my show up rate at 40% because I've been working on not increasing number of uh, these hundred registration. I didn't say, okay, so if I want now, because 10% is the average show up rate, if I want 40 people, I need to have 400 people. That costs me much more. Mm. I say, okay, what can I do to improve the metric of show up rate? So then that's where we started introducing messenger bots. We started introducing text messages, phone calls, video training for them to attend before running the free event. So now all these things add up to build that relationship and for them to actually come in the room. Now, sometimes I even have people saying, I want to um, subscribe because this is too much for me. And that just means they're not fitting that target audience right now. But but that's fine. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry to hear that. I will unsubscribe you right now from my list. And if you want to still come to the event, you're unsubscribed. This is the time of the event. Mm -hmm. But I know that if I don't put that effort in consistently follow up and reminding them about the event, day in and day out, from the moment they sign up, then it's going to be the 10% show up rate that everyone else is having. Oh, absolutely. So, I, I also truly believe in the whole skin in the game thing too, because like, actually these are the, uh, these are the tickets to that Tony Robbins event. So, uh, with, with Gary and everybody else. Yeah. And, and I, I want to I, I have a chat with you. I want to, I want to, I'm excited to see what's going to happen afterwards. So oh, you're freezing up there and we're back that's the power of pausing with podcasting is i could just take all my technology and pause it so love the internet stuff right this is the fun of podcasting over five hours the, the in joys. different continents <laughs> <laughs> the joy is uh, uh yeah. yeah but uh it was funny because like literally as we lost you it was you were about to say i think you're about to say that you were excited to hear what the feedback would be after i attend that event and was that what you're about to go with yeah, exactly. I wanted to say, I actually wanted to ask you, so let's, uh, let's have a catch up once you, after you attend the event, because I would love to hear how that was. I agree. That'd be, that'd be really crazy. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm totally stoked. I actually purposely, we and the reason why we were talking about that was because you have to have skin in the game for events. And I could have bought the entry level ticket, but I was like, wait a minute, if I go one level up to the gold package, it's a buy one, get one free ticket. And then I can invite somebody with me. So obviously I went with at least that. So, uh, cause then you can, you could help other people get the same experience. Absolutely. Exactly. And also you get some bonuses and stuff. So it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not going with like the full platinum package or thousands of dollars. Like a $5,000 so. ticket. <laughs> the, be the beauty is it's, this is all happening in a single day event. And That's great. on a Thursday and not like on a weekend. 
So I'm very interested. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm interested to see the attendance and the commitment for people who come to this event. Well, given the names, I'm sure there is going to be, I, I, in the UK, we never had an event with so many headlines. Yeah. So many headlines. Yeah. You might have one and then all the others are speakers that sell or like other average events, but not the three powerful headlines like this. So I'm, uh, well, and there's, there's two others. There's a star football flight, uh, NFL football player and, and, and a head, a very well-known head coach. I'm just blanking on their names right now. So there's already five uh, headlining speakers, obviously Tony and, and uh, Les and, and Gary will be the big speakers. So, uh, but I, again, I think it's a hell of a lineup. I'm very intrigued by it. And like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you would agree that this is also one of the best practices I've shared multiple times on the show is, you know, you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with. That's an old quote, right? So if you're still not trusting where you're at, start immersing yourself into these other surroundings uh, for that growth. I'm sure you've done the same thing over the years. Exactly. It's, um, it's crucial. It's absolutely crucial that uh, you level up your network every time. Uh, I've, I was listening, I think there was um, uh, this quote with No, we're losing your audio. A third of your network where you're at right now and uh, a third of your network which is way ahead of you of where you want to be. Hmm. So now you can be immersed with the people that you want to be. You can still have uh, been touched with the reality by sharing best practices with the person that the people that are at your level. And also you can help other people that uh, want to reach where you're at and you can help be powerful. I like that because it is, it is about getting more powerful. And uh, so listen, let's, let's start bringing this episode to a close because I know we're having fun with the internet right now. And actually, try to see if I, I'm going to see if I can help your connection by I'm going to turn my video off for you because just to see if that helps your... All right, let me turn my video off too. Yeah, because I close our yep. show off with our co-host having the final words, right? And I want to make sure people get to hear your words because you are a much more experienced public speaker than I am and us, obviously, a fellow podcaster. So I love our co-hosts when they come out and I said, listen, you know what? You know, yeah, it's important to know about your brand. I love GTEx. It's awesome. I love what you're doing with your speaking community and helping people grow. But, you know, we kind of hinted at the beginning of the show a little bit more about you, a lover of the didgeridoo. But is there an all-encompassing message right now that you would leave behind to our listeners that's, I say, Hey man, everything that you're doing, everything you're doing, your brand and everything you're doing in your life. I mean, is there anything like a big all encompassing message you'd like to leave behind for the listeners? Yeah. The message is uh, that together we can grow exponentially. And the reason why I'm saying this message, it is because uh, I believe uh, in three things. I believe in growth because uh, I think that if you don't grow, you die. That's my personal belief. I believe that also together we can achieve things that we might not be able to achieve by ourselves. And then I also believe in exponential growth. I believe in putting the work in and then arrive to a tipping point where everything happens. And uh, all the work that you have put so far was the catalyst for that turning point where everything comes together. And these are three principles that I strongly believe in. And that's actually why GTEx, the very name of the company is growing together exponentially. 
So if there is one thing that you can do for your life and your business is uh, to constantly grow, learn, apply, implement, find people to share his experience with. So then your journey can become more pleasant, pleasurable, and as well, you can get more done. And also keep putting the work in. Don't worry if you don't see the results right now, because by putting the work in, there will be a tipping point. Someone will notice you or something will happen. It will be the turning point in your life and everything you could ever imagine will come to you. So that's my final message. Wow, man. I, I knew you'd rock that. Some people, they don't, I spring that on them and they don't got it. But I was like, dude, it, it, you've done on the stage a lot. And I love what you're doing with your, your business, your brand. Again, I hinted your coaches, you, you hit it out of the park. I mean, the biggest thing I wrote on my dry race board right now that I'm going to tweet is if you don't grow, you die. Powerful words, man. Powerful words. So listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, there you go. Five hours away. We're, we're talking across continents, podcasters and speakers uniting. Uh, be sure to follow Simone. Okay. I told you guys it's gtex.org.uk. You'll have no problems finding this guy because when I launch this stuff on the website, like we always do all of his links, all of his social medias. Uh, and actually real quick before we end the show and close it out, uh, you're going to be putting together a little link and an offer for our followers too, right? Simone? Yeah, absolutely, Scott. Uh, I believe that uh, the number one skill you can have uh, as a speaker, as a communicator, is selling from events or webinars. And uh, I found that uh, a lot of people find it very tricky. And personally, I did more my first 50 events without making any money. So <laughs> it was an expensive learning experience. And uh, going now, fast forward uh, um, five years later, making more than seven figures for event, from events. So I've created a checklist for people that people can use called the ultimate selling from the stage checklist. That is a structure that you can, you can apply and implement to create a pitch that converts. So you can get clients from events, you can get clients from seminars, you can get clients from webinars. And that's exactly what you can find on my front page, but also I will create a custom page for this podcast. So if you go on the link that Scott will give you on the blog post, there are going to be, you can download the selling from the state checklist, but there are going to be some other goodies for you that I've prepared just for you guys that are listening to the show. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. That was Simone, that's GTEx. Stay tuned for that link. We're gonna make sure the Live the Fuel followers are always getting value and he has over-delivered today. So again, as we've always say when we close out our show, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7s resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted 
in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenic since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and e Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.